All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in Daily Faceoff, Tuesday, November 15th edition, Yuremchuk and McKenna, back-to-back days. Mike, I feel like Frank putting us back on the show two days in a row is kind of like a coach going to the same goalie in back-to-back games. He can't expect good quality from us. Yeah, you can. Absolutely, you can. If if anybody would have heard us off air before we came on and how much fun we were having talking about the good old days in Binghamton, New York, Tyler, this is going to be a great show. I'm feeling it. I hope you are too. We had some snow on the ground in St. Louis. Let's bring it today, brother. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and put a bow on Hall of Fame week in the hockey world. Yesterday, we had the official inductions. So now let's take a look ahead to Maybe what the 2023 class could look like. Here's a peek at some interesting first-time eligible players. Names like Justin Williams, Mike Green, Jay Bomeister, Brent Seabrook, Henrik Lundqvist, and Corey Crawford. Mike, the one name here that stands out to me, Henrik Lundqvist. He has to be the lock first ballot out of this group. And I would go ahead and say, I think he's the only one out of this group that should get in next year. I agree with you on that, Tyler. And here's the reasoning why. Henrik Lundqvist was one of the absolute most consistent goaltenders to ever play in the NHL. He went 13 seasons with his safe percentage above a 9-10. 459 career wins during the regular season. Of course, run to the Stanley Cup Finals, career 918. When you talk about greats and longevity, and in one city, like Henrik Lundqvist stands out and above the rest here. I think for sure he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. The King's going in. Tyler, do you see anybody else from this list, though, that you think maybe on a second or third could potentially be headed in? Because this is, I see a lot of question marks on this one. Who else do you think may go next year? 
Ah, uh, see, and I look at this list. I, I I agree. No other first ballots, like I said. I don't even know if any of these guys get in at all. I think Justin Williams yeah. has an interesting case. But the way I'll spin this back to you, Mike, is with this sort of group of first-time eligible players not being that strong, is this finally Alexander McGillney's best chance to get in? It better be. If not, the oversight involved in the Hall of Fame selection committee is off the charts. Alexander Mogilny, 990 games played. Well, He's got over 1,000 points in the NHL, over a point a game. Had led the league in tucks one year with goals, 473 total. He's got a Stanley Cup. And let's not forget that Mogilny was – I mean, he took a huge risk defecting from Russia to come play hockey in North America and continue this unbelievable career that he had. Uh, I don't understand why he's not in currently. He should be next year. And, of course, we got a few other names to look at. I mean, I think Curtis Joseph has a good case next year. Yep. Um, maybe even a Rod Brindamore. If you go to the women's game, Shannon Zabados, uh, or maybe a Botterill. There's there's a lot of goaltenders available as well as forwards, and especially as we play catch-up to the women's game, people very deserving to get in. There'll be some interesting choices next year, I think. Frank Saravalli has a tremendous piece up right now at dailyfaceoff.com. You can read about a bunch of players that are, you know, potential options for next year's class. Mike, I'll say McGillney, Lundqvist, Zetterberg. I'll agree with you. Cujo should get in. And I'll say two of Caroline Olette, Jen Botterill, and Shannon Zabdos. I think two of the women's players should get in because, I, I mean, like all that. three of those are giants. All three should get there eventually, but I want two next year. I agree with you. No, I think that's totally appropriate. And, you know, I think you can make a good case for, uh, you know, even for a Zetterberg. Like, it's always interesting yep. to see. But, man, it's got to be Lundquist and Mogilny. Something's really wrong if it's not them for sure. 100%. I don't think you'll find very many people around the hockey world that disagree with that either, which was, it's what makes the McGillney thing so puzzling. But we'll push that to the side and we'll take a look at what we saw on the ice last night which was another win by the New York Islanders. They're now 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. And perhaps the most surprising part about the run that this Islanders team has been on early in the year, Lane Lambert has them scoring goals. They're 10th in the NHL at 3.35 goals scored per game. Compared that to last year, they were 23rd at 2.79, over half a goal more per game so far early in this NHL season. I am stunned that Lane Lambert, a guy who was on that bench last year, has this team suddenly producing offense at an acceptable clip. I, I didn't see this coming, Mike. I didn't either. I thought that the Isles would be hanging out towards the bottom. It's been impressive from Lane Lambert so far, and it's been by committee. They, I mean, they have six players with five or more goals. We're even talking Zach Parise in that mix. Uh, and this has been against good teams. Okay, the Islanders scored six goals against the Hurricanes. They scored five against Colorado. They've had several four or more games involved, in, included in that grouping. But what's really causing this, Tyler, is that the Islanders are a veteran team that knows how to play in a third period. They're leading the NHL in goals scored in the final frame, 28 total in all their games wow. played. So they've been coming from behind. They've been getting incredible goaltending from Ilya Sorokin and Semyon Varlamov. And right now the Islanders are outpacing the advanced metrics. So there is a little bit of concern with their scoring, but the bottom line is that they're getting it done, Tyler. And I'll give you one more thing that I look at. Two of their last losses have been shutouts against Arizona and Detroit. It's something to keep an eye on that when the Islanders go dry, they go real dry. But right now Lambert's got this team trending towards the right direction and they know they're going to get the goaltending to at least be competitive in every game. 
Yeah, and I like that point you made there at the end, because while maybe the offense could be a little unsustainable, maybe they fall back towards the middle of the pack, I think everyone would agree that the goaltending is certainly sustainable. Both Varlamov mm -hmm. and Sorokin can be those guys for the Islanders, and everyone likes to say, oh, you know, it's early, it's early, let's see how it goes over 82, and I agree, I think the Islanders maybe fall back a little bit, but points in October and November are worth just as much as points in March and April. Like banking these points now, especially for an Islanders team that was seemingly out of it because of their poor start last year, that's impressive too. The way they've come out of the gates and just said, hey, we're not going to let what happened last year happen again. Definitely. It's all in the rear view. And another thing Lambert's done, he's gotten that decor to be a little bit more active this year. I think Noah Dobson's been amazing. But you also look at Pulak and you look at Mayfield, their point totals are up. They've been more aggressive and been involved in the offense of that team. And that's something that had to happen this year. So it's definitely positive uh, movement in Long Island. Their former head coach, Barry Trotz, joined our friend Nick Alberga on Leafs Morning Take earlier this morning. We're going to drop the link for that one in the description on the YouTube video here if you want to go check that out. Let's move over to the Western Conference now, where last night the St. Louis Blues got a massive victory over the Colorado Avalanche. It's now three in a row for the St. Louis Blues, who are putting their struggles behind them in rather quick fashion. I was ready to write this team off. I was talking about, hey, where do they trade Ryan O'Reilly? What's Vladimir Tarasenko going to get them at the deadline? Do they move on from a bigger piece? Was I a little too premature in that, Mike? Do you think this Blues team has enough to keep this sort of success going and get back in the race? This Blues team has life now. Having three straight wins, the first one came at home against the San Jose Sharks on Military Appreciation Night, which was a big emotional lift for the club. And now they've gone on the road with the mom's trip, Tyler. So there's been a lot of ancillary juice for this club. So they beat the Vegas Golden Knights. Last night, they knock off the Colorado Avalanche. But two key pieces here. Pavel Buchnevich is back in the lineup. Brandon Saad's back in the lineup. It's filled out those top couple lines. And, and you know me, man. I'm a huge believer in your fourth line. And I think Nolachari has been awesome. He's been out in key moments for the St. Louis Blues. He's now fitting in within this team. And they're working harder. Okay, that young talent that was real complacent earlier, they've been bringing it every night. And you look at last night's game. The Blues managed to win that game despite being down six on three for the final minute. And I understand that the Avalanche were bombing shots wide left and right. McKinnon missing it twice. McCarr missed once. Like, they're tickling the scoreboard with the backswing. But the Blues were grinding, man. And this is a team in Colorado who's on a four-game winning streak, and they'd outscored their opponents 20-8 to eight during that span. Here comes St. Louis in. I mean, Falk takes a penalty with two minutes left. They're down five on four. Then Buchnevich puts one out of the ballpark, five on three. Well, let's not just kick it to six on three with the goalie pulled. And you had O'Reilly, Colton Pareko, and Nico Mikola out there for a minute and 30 seconds. Straight leg in it. Bennington's toast, but he made 44 saves. So is this sustainable? I think there's life and they're better. They're still dependent on their goaltending a little bit too heavy, but they at least have a full lineup in St. Louis now. And, and that's maybe the one area where I look back and go, that's where maybe we should have cut the Blues a little bit more slack. And yes, everyone goes through injuries, but Brandon Saad and Pavel Buchnevich, you name them, they're wildly important pieces to that team. And they're maybe not the young, flashy superstars or up-and-coming superstars like a Robert Thomas or a Jordan Cairo, but those are big bodies who make life very difficult on the opposition. And I also think, Mike, they make life easier on the players on their lines as well. And that's maybe something I overlooked. Absolutely true. You need to have a body out there that you can trust along the walls to win you battles, to give those young players a little bit more space. And like I said, when they came back in, it also let Braden Shen go back to where he needed to be in the lineup. It, it spaced out their top three lines and just diversified that impact up front. 
Let's move. Let's dig a little bit deeper, or should I say, take a wider lens view on this central division? Because if we do believe that the Blues are back in this thing, the standings and the race that could be developing in this division and really in the Western Conference as well could be fascinating. You think about last season in the NHL, there wasn't a lot in terms of playoff races. And now you look at the way this central is shaking down, where Arizona and Chicago have been stealing points from everyone early in the season. We aren't writing off the Blues. We just established that. If you're writing off the Preds, that means you're writing off UC Soros. And I still believe he's more than capable of dragging that team back into this playoff race here. There is a chance that we have six, seven teams all coming down the stretch in this division, gunning for three or four playoff spots. Mike, this could be this could shape up to be one of the best playoff races we've seen in a decade in the NHL if all these teams start rolling. Yeah, especially when you consider what some of the other divisions look like. I mean, the Pacific is very, very split. You know, even when you start to look over towards the Atlantic, it's starting to trend towards having two ends of the spectrum. The Central is going to be the one to keep an eye on. And really, which of these teams can can separate or sustain and which are going to fall off? And to me, the key to that are really the three clubs that are towards the bottom are Chicago, Arizona, and Nashville where are they going to go? Is Nashville as bad as we think, like you pointed out? Is Chicago and Arizona as plucky and as good as they've shown? Those are the two I'm not really sure about. I think Nashville might hover towards the playoffs. I think St. Louis is going to get back in the race for sure. But you know Colorado's going to be there. I think there's no question Dallas will be, especially with Jake Ottinger back in the lineup and Pete DeBoer coaching. I've been fascinated by Winnipeg. And I think Minnesota, with their skill level, needs to be. Fleury's played great. So, Tyler, I think we this is the division to keep an eye on that will go down right to the last minute. And I think you may even have two to three teams vying for that wild card spot in the Western Conference. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. Like, you mentioned the Pacific. You know, I think everyone's kind of looking at Seattle in the same way they're looking at Chicago and Arizona and going, like, okay, they're probably going to fall off a little bit. But Vegas looks legit. L.A. looks like they're going to push for a playoff spot once again. Then you have Edmonton and Calgary, who are kind of underperforming through one month of the NHL season. Well, one of those teams, if LA and Vegas hold on to one and two, one of Edmonton or Calgary are going to be competing with Minnesota, Nashville, St. Louis, Dallas, Winnipeg, these teams for a potential wildcard spot too. Like this central division being as strong as it is, but also the Pacific kind of keeping up the pace mm -hmm. a little bit right now could mean that one, the playoff race is fantastic, but then that also means the trade deadline could be wildly competitive and we could have almost a little bit of an yeah. arms race here coming in the Western Conference. Yeah, I agree, because everybody's going to be looking to pick up that one or two players to get them over the mm -hmm. hump, and especially when these teams start to cannibalize points when you're headed down the stretch. You start playing in your division, and it gets that much harder to create any separation. The right acquisition of the trade deadline can be the piece that puts you over the top. 100%. There are a few teams, though, that are maybe not looking at the playoffs. They're looking more at the draft lottery and who's coming in the 2023 NHL draft. Let's take a closer look at that with the next wave in Stephen Ellis. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The next wave with Stephen Ellis, as always, delivered by our friends at DoorDash. Stephen, we're uh, getting to the point where, you know, there's a bit of a sample size now that we've seen from some prospects in the 2023 draft. And that means there's some guys who are, we're identifying as risers for this class. Who's one you have your eye on? Well, first off, Tim Thomas from the Hall of Fame. Make it happen. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to start Go off. Union! Yes, <laughs> exactly. He was so dominant. There was some stuff better than guys like Kippersoft, better than Lungfist, better than Price, everything. Like he did so much in such a short span. He deserves some love. Um, but one guy that's really kind of impressing me this year is Will Smith, um, the U.S. National Development Team prospect. Uh, very easy to make some jokes. He was slapping the competition at the U18s this past weekend. He went and had nine points in four games. This is a guy that I think I probably had around 15th to 20th at the start of the year and now talking to some scouts that were kind of in the same boat. We're talking about a guy who's maybe top five right now. Um, He's just got some of the best hands in the draft. He's putting up a ton of points. He's very strong defensively. He's kind of got what you want from a, a two-way centerman. And, uh, you know, he, he – I, I can't say his game's a simple game because he is kind of a human highlight reel, but he makes it work. And you always got to wonder how that transitions to the next level. But uh, at least when we saw the U18 Five Nations this past weekend in Plymouth, it was kind of like the first chance to see all these guys playing together in their draft year, and he was by far the best. So he's someone I'm definitely keeping an eye on. Uh, we all want to see Big Willie style successful on the big stage. No question about it. A big bump for the for the NHL if that happens. You know, we've been watching this draft now for several years and looking at Connor Bedard ever since his breakout is, I mean, even a 14 or 15 year old saying, this guy's the real deal, 100% first overall. But of course, you got to look down the draft. And Matvey Michkov is a very intriguing prospect. So what's the latest on him? Where do you think he may end up by the time it's uh, the draft rolls around this spring? There are some scouts that believe Matvey Michkov's the best prospect in this draft. And, you know, looking at kind of what he was able to do internationally in the past, uh, this guy is unbelievable. I think I've one time ever watching him attempt three lacrosse goals in one game. He scored two of them. Uh, like, this guy is just a human highlight reel, speaking of that. Um, but it's an interesting situation there. He signed until, I believe it's 2026 to stay in the KHL. And, yeah, 2026. Um so that means he's going to be a while to get here. Uh, but then he also started the year injured. So he did miss, I believe, I think it was a month or two in the season. Came back. He's looking really good right now in the second tier of Russia, the VHL. He's played a few games in the KHL, didn't play a lot of ice time. Um, this is a guy that I feel like we're, we're really getting robbed of seeing internationally because of what's going on in Russia because – We'd see him at the World Juniors, the U18s, and all these events, and he'd be a superstar. Uh, he's got so much skill. He's one of the best Russian prospects we've seen in, in, a, in probably since like the Malkin Ovechkin era. Uh, he's going to be a, a difference maker in the NHL. But because he he was injured to start the year, he had a slower start, and because obviously the Russian factor and the fact he's got a long-term contract in the KHL, I think teams are going to be a little worried. But if you can be patient in the draft, he's going to make your team so much better. 
So there's the option of being patient with Matt Vemichkov, but then there's sort of the third piece of what's maybe shaping up to be a three-headed monster in this class, and that's Adam Fantilli. Could he maybe do enough this season to convince some teams that, you know what, we're not going to wait for Michkov. We're going to take Fantilli, who's maybe going to be in our lineup much, much quicker, three, four years quicker. Absolutely. I think Fantilli is going to go second now because of kind of what he's been able to do in the college level. He's got nearly two points per game through 12 games uh, for the University of Michigan. He's the top scorer in the NCAA, which is extremely rare for a freshman. I don't know if I've seen a dominant freshman um, offensively like this since maybe Jack Eichel. And at this point, we could see Fantilli going out there and beating Eichel's 70-point season that he had. So that's that's quite impressive for a guy that, uh, you know, he, he I got to see him playing in minor midget and everything. And when Shane Wright got exceptional status, there was a lot of talk about Adam Fantilli in the same year uh, because of what he was able to do at the same level. Uh, I think that this is a guy that is, is going to be a superstar in the NHL. And he drives the play so good offensively. Uh, he's become even better of a defensive player than we've seen in the past. One thing that really stood out to him when he was was younger was that he was much bigger than everybody else. So that kind of, it was kind of like the Quinton Byfield thing where you can kind of just bully the other guys around and you can use that to your advantage. But now that he's playing older competition, he's still got that strength. He's still got that muscle. And he's he could be one of the hardest hitting guys out there, but he's got the offense to make you go, wow. So Adam Fantilli it would be a number one prospect in many other drafts. As always, the next wave delivered by our friends at DoorDash, where you can use that promo code GAMEDAY25. Get your 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Stephen Ellis, this is tremendous as always, and we'll chat again next week, man. Absolutely. Tim Thomas, Hall of Fame. Ah, yes. All those jerseys in his background. I'm surprised Stephen Ellis wasn't just rocking a Tim Thomas jersey for that entire hit. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> we'll move on to our daily face-off inbox question. Hashtag AskDFO. The coaching change winds are blowing, Mike McKenna, in Ottawa and Vancouver. Mm. Or in Ottawa and Vancouver, they're maybe blowing harder than anywhere else. Let's put you in the shoes of a free agent head coach. If you could take over one of these two teams, which one would you pick? I'd go for the Senators. And I think the reason being isn't just the talent in the locker room. It's just that, you know, Pierre Dorian has been pretty strong in the media and backing up DJ Smith, where you look to Vancouver and Jim Rutherford has taken the team bus and run Bruce Boudreaux over with it and then backed it up over him and then kind of went back again over him. And honestly, I, I'm not sure that that's where I'd want to coach. And so I'd look towards the Sens and I, I guess I guess I might still be kind of bitter because... I still don't have my Canucks white jersey. It's the only NHL jersey missing from my collection. So who would you take, Tyler? I see. So at first I was like, I feel like the Canucks might be closer to competing. You know, Thatcher Demko between the pipes and you have some more established veterans. But then when I watch Canucks games, I see you know, kind of the body language thing with JT Miller, his effort in his own zone. The fact that Bo Horvat's not signed, maybe he ends up going out of there. And I kind of go, ah, if I actually had to pick. Maybe I would go with Ottawa. You have all that young talent. You have the upside. They're a bit more of an exciting team as well. So I think I'd agree with you on this one. I think I would go with with the Senators as well. But I would also agree, probably the least likely of the two to have a coaching change. Like uh, chatting with the guys over at Canucks Army, like it wouldn't be surprising if something with the Canucks happens in the next week or so here, Mike. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. But, you know, I remember when Guy, when uh, Guy Boucher also got the vote of confidence in Ottawa and he was gone about two weeks later. So it just shows that this sport's really fickle, man. But everything that's come out of Vancouver, boy, it sure seems like Boudreaux is just a, a dead man walking right now as head coach of that club unless it turns around like yesterday.
Yeah, like yesterday, that might be uh, that might be the best line. Uh, let's move on to our daily bet segment, brought to you by our friends at Points Bet Canada. Three plays tonight on the NHL slate for me, and they are all player shop props because I love that our friends at Points Bet have these up. So let's dig into them right now. Starting with Cole Caulfield, the line is set at three and a half. It is paying plus one thirty. That is unreal value. This guy has hit this number in four of five games. You're going to give me plus 130 on that. I'm betting it every single day of the week. So I love this spot for the Habs. The second one I have is John Carlson over two and a half shots. A bit of a less payout here. Oh, sorry. We'll go Rasmus Dahlin. We'll go Rasmus Dahlin over two and a half shots for this one. It's paying just nowhere close to what Caulfield is. Minus 180. But Dahlin has hit this eight times in a row. He's hit this in 12 of 14 games this year. This is a guy who should have his line set at three and a half, not two and a half. As long as the books are putting it out there at two and a half, I'm going to keep betting it. So even though the payout's not great, Darlene is my second shot prop, and I'm sticking with a D-man for my third one and going with John Carlson over two and a half shots. This one a little bit closer to even money at minus 110. He's hit this in eight of 11 games so far this season. So I love going with John Carlson to hit his shot prop as well. So to recap, Caulfield over three and a half. Darlene and Carlson over two and a half. And those are my three plays for the day, courtesy of our friends at Points Bet Canada. And with that, Mike, we wrap up the show as we always do with a little garbage time. What do you got? Oh, man, this isn't garbage. This is great. Bobby Lou, lighten the lamp, Tyler. So Roberto Luongo in classic goalie fashion decides, I'm done being a goaltender, dons the forward skates, the player skates grabs a stick, goes out, and just proceeds to put on a breakaway clinic. Look at the hands on Lou! Forehand, Ooh. backhand, forehand, under the bar, breakaway, forehand, backhand, airborne. Who knew? You know what this is? Like, we actually, a lot of goalies are pretty decent out skaters. Not like skaters. Mm -hmm. Like, some of us actually have decent hands and can shoot the puck. But we can't skate. So that was always our problem. This is just awesome to see, man. I, I love that he had the guts to go out and put himself on the stage like this. I like to play in alumni games as a forward myself uh, just because it's something different. We've put our time in as goalies. We've suffered enough abuse. It's time to go have some fun. And nobody better than Bobby Lou. Not even a visor on Tyler. He's just straight bucket, face out there, didn't care. I love it. Uh, can we, Alex, can we flash up the second highlight clip there again? Just that one, like the breakaway goal impressive, the one where he walks through a couple of guys and then the patience in tight. But my favorite part of this clip, wait till the camera goes back in on him. Is that Bobby Lou hitting the gritty a little? Ooh, there we go. Oh, look at that. What, what, this defensive coverage sucks. But other than the defensive yeah. coverage of that game, it's a typical beer league game. I mean, maybe a Hall of Fame <laughs> one, but man. Giving it the dance. That's why he's one of the best personalities to ever play. I can't tell you how excited I was to share a locker room with Luongo. Like, it was somebody I always looked up to. Uh, and even getting the chance to, to dress a few games with him was an absolute highlight and thrill. The guy's everything that you would expect that you see on Twitter and his personality. Lose the real deal, man. Love it. Yes, thank you. Lou hits the gritty, Alex. Thank you for updating that on the fly. Uh, that's going to be a wrap for our show today. For Mike McKenna, Alex Alarda, head of production, and Brendan Bradley on graphics. Enjoy your Tuesday hockey fans. Head over to dailyfaceoff.com. Interview with Barry Trotz on Leafs Nation. Full 2023 Hall of Fame class preview as well. All that's up. Everything you need, dailyfaceoff.com. And we'll be back tomorrow, noon Eastern. Talk to you then. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.